It's time to talk Florida State and the transfer portal and what's coming up for the Knowles if they want to get back in the playoff hunt in 2024. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into a special edition, a live stream of Locked on Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith, and today we're going to talk about the transfer portal and all the things that come with it. It has been a wild day for me, uh, getting text messages and talking to people all over the place, and it's just further evidence of why Florida State has to hit the home run, and that's what we're going to talk about today with the transfer portal. Number one's quarterback. I think everybody knows that. I'm going to talk about Cam Ward and the top quarterbacks here on in the early segment of the show, but we're also going to get into the needs of the team. I've got my list, some of the things, and if people out there want to talk about, hey, this is what's going on and why I think it should be this or that or the other, that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. But at the same time, we don't know exactly which players are going to enter the portal from Florida State too. And I know that. So this is kind of a quote-unquote preliminary look, and hopefully some of the people can – kind of look at it from a basic point of view. Um, there's there's no way to know for sure some of the things that are that are going to go on with coaching moves, et cetera. So be be ready for that as well. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that can happen. I don't believe that we're going to get a lot of information just yet. This is the first day that the portal being open, and I wanted to get a baseline of who I think the best players are in it, why Florida State has to hit the ground running, and kind of an overview. In another week or so, I might do a podcast that's alive that's totally different. Um, don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess we're going to see a lot of different people going out there and making some proclamations that may not be able to. Um, here, here's something to think about. Let, let me put it to you like this. Florida State's probably going to go after Cam Ward. Big-time player, right? Well, that's, that's important. But it's also something that everybody else is going to do. You have to have backup plans. So we're going to talk about that as well. Before we get into everything, this show is going to be brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. All right, here's the beginning of my list, and it's something I've studied probably more than I should. Pro football focus, statistics on 20-yard and above passing plays, all kinds of things, and I also look at it from a perspective. Some of these quarterbacks in the portal have more than one year available. I'm not saying that's good, bad, or indifferent, but I am saying one thing in particular. You better be able to make big plays down the field. That's my own barometer. The guys that the guys that just kind of played the check down Charlie and put up big numbers, they can't beat the really good teams. Not not very often in you know turnovers or something like that. But you have to be able to throw the ball in a tight window. So that's the first thing I look at. And it's one of the reasons my list is going to read as is. I'm just going to kind of go through it. 
one through 10 on, on the guys that are currently in the portal. And this may have changed in the last hour. I haven't been looking at it in the last hour. So Lord only knows this, this may have changed and, and my list could be different. Cam Ward out of Washington state. He's number one. I think most people have him there. We'll talk about him a lot. Two is Will Howard quarterback at Kansas state. Very good player. Big guy, six, five, two forty. more of a pocket guy is what he was kind of labeled as, but he can run. Kansas state has used him very, very well. Three is Riley Leonard. He's very similar to Howard, but even faster, a little more athletic. He averaged 25 points a game or thereabouts coming out of high school in the Mobile, Alabama area. Uh, he had a lot of opportunities to play in different sports. Auburn actually offered him as a hooper. Um, we'll see about that one. We've got Dante Moore, somebody I'm going to talk about. He's been mentioned with Florida State. That's a game. That's a guy I know, big-time player. I thought he was the best player in the class of 23, regardless of of uh, position, area, anything else. I would have taken more over anybody. 4-0 student, he's exactly what you're looking for. He is in the portal out of UCLA. He's originally from Martin Luther King in Detroit. Dylan Gabriel uh, put his name in the portal. He would be a sixth year. If you remember back, he's from Hawaii, but went to UCF, transferred from UCF to Oklahoma, and now is in the portal. And again, it would be a sixth year. He has over 14,000 yards in his career. That's a lot. Will Rogers, quarterback, Mississippi State. He was part of Mike Leach's air raid. Local guy, always wanted to be a Bulldog, really, really good player. But he's a very consistent air raid quarterback. Would he fit Shannon Dawson's offense at Miami? Probably. Could he fit at Florida State's? Eh, maybe not. But I think he's a really, really good one. I think Florida State's more likely to play against him than play with him. The guy that intrigues me the most, because I haven't seen him as much as some other people, he was a West Coast guy. It's the other freshman quarterback I have in my top 10 is Aiden Childs. It's different seeing a guy live. He is from Downey, which is just outside of L.A., signed with Oregon State. A lot of people think he's going to go to Michigan State with Jonathan Smith. Really like him as a passer. 6'3", 200 pounds, good athlete. He's an interesting player. Tyler Van Dyke, I, he's the biggest up-and-down guy. He's my number eight. He could be number 20 or he could be number one. It depends on the day. Hardest guy of anybody in the portal, regardless of position to grade. Kyle McCourt, some were surprised that he entered the portal today for Ohio State. I am not. I don't think he likes the noise, and Ohio State fans are nuts. I think that he probably just wants a little less of that. They lost one game, and he was still taking a lot of junk. He still had a pretty good year, uh, completed 66% of his passes. The last guy I have in my top 10, and again, this is subjective. This is my own list. DJ U, DJ Uli Ungoleg, Oregon State. Some have talked about him going to Michigan State, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Some have also talked about him going to Oregon. That's where his brother's at that plays defensive end for the Ducks. We'll see. So before I go into the statistics, let me just kind of put it in perspective on why I put Ward number one and why it's so important that even if Florida State doesn't get him, they make a run. This is – perception is a lot of things. And a lot of people were talking about that with the college football playoff and Florida State being in the ACC and stuff. So that this is another extension of that by, by osmosis. But Florida State just had a tremendous season. 13-0, they're going to play Georgia down in the Orange Bowl. That's great. But you don't want to be a one-hit wonder. We have no idea because Jordan Travis played so much the last several years what the other quarterbacks can really do if you go through an entire offseason with them. That's unfortunate, but the, shall we say, 
surprises are not what you want at the quarterback position. Uh, I'm trying to think the best way to put it. I I would say you need to, you needed to know something this year from Tate to not at least go after him. That's my opinion. And I'm not picking on Rodemaker, but they've seen him in practice. He didn't wow me by any means against Florida, but that's first start in the swamp. That's probably not the best scenario. Uh, it's pretty interesting here. KH says, more quarterbacks in the portal, Kyle McCord and Dylan Gabriel. That is correct. Just talked about them. Um, it's interesting because you don't know who's next. Like, I didn't see McCord coming. Dylan Gabriel, I wondered if he was going to come back or go to the draft, try to get in. But I didn't see the McCord situation. Maybe I should have. But, again, back to the point about Cam Ward. You can take it away. If, if No offense to anybody on Florida State's roster at quarterback. If they're mad that they go after what I perceive to be, and many do, as the top quarterback in the entire portal, no matter who gets in it from here, so be it. Uh, this isn't only my opinion. This is from talking to people that get paid to coach. You're trying to have a great roster now. They want experience now. They want proven players now. The transfer portal is not what the NCAA intended. Let's be let's be honest. It is as close to NFL free agency as you can get. It's just reality. But with that being the case, Florida State has to maximize their opportunity. They have to be ready to go out there and get it. Now, I don't know what NIL package he's going to get. I'm sure a lot of you've heard about the million dollars or more. I think he'll get two or three million to wherever he goes. Oregon's one of the schools that wants Cam Ward. This just in, Phil Knight spending a million dollars is like me taking you to McDonald's. It's just true. It's just true. So I don't know how that works. Being that, I don't know why anybody really think that that's the only option, too. There's going to be oil money from the state of Texas probably in this, from A&M possibly. What about somebody like Georgia? If their quarterback turns pro, he's had a great year. He might leave. Do you think they want to go through the process again with their own roster? No experience. Kirby Smart's got a lot of money at that school. But if you can get in there and you fight with that group, it's going to elevate your program. All of those points lead back to Florida State. They have to be able to get in the bot the battle. If that's, I assume they want Cam where he's a fit. He's very similar to Jordan Travis, a little sturdier build, maybe. Depends on how you want to put it in perspective. But they're similar players, and I think he's more accurate. So all of that being the case, I think you're looking at a guy, if you put him in with the kind of athletes that Florida State gets a tight end, at running back, at receiver, like I assume Tofili is going to come back and be the guy next year for the Knowles. Having a fifth-year senior like that to turn around and hand off to, if that's not appealing to Cameron Ward, I don't know what he's thinking, but that dude is really freaking good. You can ask Louisville about that too. That's the kind of program that it matters, man. It, it matters a lot. If you don't have guys around you, the quarterback ain't, ain't going to come. Well, Florida State's got them. They've got some good receivers in this recruiting class too, like Wayne McCoy could play early, no doubt in my mind. He's played at Miami Central. I've seen him play live. Seven on seven and in high school, he's a darn good player. They're going to get a transfer portal uh, receiver or two. Excuse me, not not any question in my mind. They're going to be fine. So Cam Ward could change your program in a short term because he's a one year dude. 
He's a one-year dude. And to that, let me throw out his stats. He played two years at what they call Incarnate Word. It's a private school in San Antonio, very small for two. And then he went two years to Washington State. But these are his overall stats. 1,211 completions out of 1,876, 64.6%. 13,871 yards, 119 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. That's pretty good, to put it mildly. I don't think you're going to find anybody complaining about Cam Ward in terms of his production. And a lot of that is also not just that he was good, he was consistently good. In some of the games that I saw, I saw him play against the Wisconsin first game of the year, and it was, I believe, the Oregon State game, et cetera. There were just plays where you could tell his team didn't always have the better talent, but he would find a way to give his guys more time to get open. He would put himself in a position where he had more opportunities to create passing windows. Part of it, that's intelligence. Part of it is physical gift. And he combines the two. And there's a really good reason that teams, quite honestly, wanted to recruit him because he can do all those things at a mid-level at best, power five school, and soon not to be, unfortunately, for Washington State. And then, quite honestly, if you put him at Florida State, what would he do? He had 3,700 yards at freaking Washington State. What's he going to do with Florida State's talent? Could you imagine if he had had Johnny and Keon at Washington State? He'd have been well over 4,000 yards. So with that being stated, I believe you're talking about a guy that would have been in the Heisman race and might even won the Heisman if he'd had better talent around him. So Cameron Ward is a very, very special player. Now, just what what do I have heard about him? I'm just This is just passing it along. Do not take the following as gospel. I have no idea what the situation is going to be with Cam Ward and where he finishes. I've heard Auburn a lot. I've heard Florida State. I've heard Oregon. I mean, Oregon, like for any quarterback, I would be surprised if they weren't involved. I mean, everybody knows how important quarterback is anyway, but like Ward is a guy that is right down the road from them and they've seen him play. They know they need a guy like that if they're going to get back because they're losing Bo Nix. He's headed to the NFL. I think he's, I want to say Bo's a 60 or senior. So anyway, Enough about Ward. The rest of the list, I'm going to kind of go through this because I, I I just think that Ward is the clear number one. Um, I'm curious to see where he goes. Why do I like Will Howard? Uh, 458 to 779, 58.8%, 5,786 yards, 48 scores, 25 touchdowns. Much like Cameron Ward, not the greatest collection of talent around him, but a really good coaching staff. He probably took more chances than he would at other schools because he didn't have the same playmakers. And he's a big freaking dude, 240 pounds. He's from Pennsylvania, kind of a, just a, a Midwest East guy that you just kind of think typically big bodied guy can throw, but he ran pretty well in RPO situations, et cetera, for K-State. And I think he would do well in Mike Norvell's scheme. He's my number two quarterback. I think he's a guy, again, if you put him in the right system, Howard is a horse, so he can get you those short yardage runs and whatnot, but he'd be really, really good. Raleigh Leonard would be tremendous at Florida State, but I think pretty sure he's going to Notre Dame. Auburn is the other school. Um, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions over the last couple of years. He was banged up for most of this season, but he's just a phenomenal athlete. If we're going to look at the guy that I'm most curious about, and I'm going to spend more than any, anything else on this guy as far as quarterbacks for the rest of the show, it's Dante Moore. 
UCLA quarterback. I saw him play at Elite 11. I saw him down at Battle a couple of years ago. This is a young man that not only is a very poised quarterback in the pocket, he's not a runner, but he is a guy that makes plays if he's under pressure and just has to slide right or left. Those off-kilter throws that you're going to have to make. You see guys in the NFL make them, obviously, more than anybody else, but he fits that style. Could he fit into Norvell's scheme? Yeah. He would run a little bit, but, I mean, he told me he's not really – somebody that considers himself a runner. And that's a face-to-face point-blank conversation right before his senior year. But more believed that, you know, he could run if he had to. But his deal was making plays from the pocket and hitting plays down the field. One of the big things that I talk about, he could end up being a Heisman winner with the right players around him. And again, at Florida State, Dante Moore is going to get that chance, right? It's freaking Florida State. They're going to bring in guys. And if they are bringing more in, for a visit, do you think receiver recruits, receivers in the portal would be interested? Obviously, they would know. Once again, just like with Cameron Ward or Washington State, Mike Norvell and the Knowles are serious about being good again next year. Very, very important. You cannot be in a situation where they don't think you have a definitive plan. You talk about receivers. They're not coming unless you know you got a quarterback because no two positions in sport are connected more than those two. Uh, again, he didn't have a great freshman year. He just kind of got started 114 at 213, 53.5%, 1,610 yards, 11 scores, nine picks. But he was a freshman thrown into the mix right away, probably too soon. Dylan, Dave, uh, Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma. I just want to read his stats because it's like insane. 1,050 completions, 1,664 attempts, 63.1%, 14,865 yards. 125 scores and 26 picks. So he's almost at five to one touchdowns to interception. He runs a little more. I would not be shocked if he ended up at Florida State. I honestly wouldn't. Will Rogers, I've talked about him. He doesn't really fit. He's definitely just a pocket guy. He doesn't want to run. Aiden Childs can run a little bit, but I don't know enough about him to say how much. I, I never saw him live. But again, I've heard he's probably going to Michigan State. We'll see. Uh, He only really played in a couple of games for Oregon State this year, but very highly touted. He was number 58 player by 24-7. Tyler Van Dyke, obviously not coming to the Florida State Seminoles. Kyle McCord, not going to come, but that's interesting to me. I have no idea where he's going to end up. He's a guy that lived over by Philadelphia and played at, uh, I believe, St. Joe's Prep. DJU, I don't think he's a fit at Florida State either. He can run a little bit but I would prefer somebody that's just more consistent with accuracy. So those are the guys that I really think are most important to talk about from the portal right now. But let me be clear. Today is the official day one. If you take nothing else from this, remember, I already said it once, this is a preliminary list and they just have to hit the ground running with the guys that are in it. The way this works realistically is there are other guys in the portal. I guarantee it. In their mind, they just haven't filled out the paperwork, but Florida State and other schools know. The guys that I just reported on, they're, they've already made some kind of announcement or they've officially put their name in the hat. It's just known. Look for more of that here pretty soon. I Here's something else. DJ says, Gabriel would be a good fit. I think so too. Here's the thing about Gabriel. This surprises the hell out of me. When he was at UCF, he ran very little. And then... His junior year, he ran a few times, big plays. This past year at Oklahoma, he ran a bunch. 
He even ran in situations where he took on guys, just completely changed his mindset. He's a better athlete than I thought. I, I met him. He's a nice guy, a really fun guy to be around. I think he would do well in Florida State system. He's accurate. That's the number one thing. And he's very good at the deep ball. You don't throw for 14,865 yards like Dylan Gabriel has without being an accurate quarterback. Say what you want about him. That's a lot of yards, man. He's number eight all time in NCAA passing yards. Number eight. He's like 5'10", 5'11". He's not the biggest guy. I'm 5'10", and I look right at him at the eyes. He's not the biggest dude, but still, that's that's an impressive thing. And, yeah, I, I know this is a good point. It's unfortunate you're going to lose guys. Biscuit, I, I really – I thought he was a really unique player, and I, and I liked him for Florida State. But at the same time, are we shocked? Not really. Not really. Kids want to play, man. If he didn't think he was going to be the guy next year, he's going to leave. For whatever reason, he must not have thought. So it is what it is. All right, Charles. Hmm. That's a great question. Wouldn't you want to develop your guys instead of getting someone from the portal? Overall, just generically, I understand the question. However, do you think they're good enough, and you're very confident in the following, that they can win big next year because you have a chance to go to the playoff. You can't just kind of answer that. It's got to be a stamp. What have you seen that makes you think they could do that next year? That's how I would look at it if I was Norvell and his staff. And, and I don't have the access they do because they're a practice coaching them, but they've been in contact with quarterbacks in the portal, so that doesn't give me a good feeling about your question. Alan Trio is a guy that's been in the industry forever, works for 24-7. He's one that reported Dante Moore being a possibility for Florida State. He would know. He's a Michigan guy. Dante is from Detroit. If that's the case, I guarantee you Alan knows what's going on. He's connected as anybody up there. That means Florida State's interested, and that also means they're not 100% confident in their roster. We can look at it any way we want. That's just re, that's just the reality of what I have. So <sighs> combine is eh, that that's true. Combine his ability with our receivers and tight ends, it absolutely could be something to deal with. That is something I'm going to get into in a second. John Doe says, definitely need to upgrade the offensive line. I'm not going to argue with that statement. Uh here in just a second, I, I will absolutely address that. But first, I'm going to address LinkedIn jobs. When you're hiring for a small business, you want to be as find as many top tier candidates as possible. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. For me, um, I'm glad I don't have to do this anymore, but I've worked in a situation like retail and stuff and being around people. When people don't get hired that are good in the holidays, it is miserable. Whether you're hiring for your small business to help in a retail shop or whether you're hiring for an accounting firm, LinkedIn Jobs can absolutely help you. They got screening questions. You can get people 24-7 because that website is easy to navigate. And there's always people on there. They've got over a billion people that have associations with LinkedIn. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So I was just looking at this. Definitely need to upgrade the offensive line. John Doe's right. 
Moe's been banged up to center. Yeah, that sucks. Offensive tackle has been a kind of a turnstile of guys in and out of the lineup or trying them, hearing different things about what's going on in practice. But here's the problem. And it's I've got offensive tackle number three on my list. I got quarterback one, and it'll be number one every year that they don't have a returning starter. Receiver, and more specifically, a playmaker on the outside is number two. I'll get into that in a second. But since he brought up offensive line, here's the deal. This, this is the real deal, Holyfield. You cannot be in a situation where you have a bunch of guys up there that don't know what they're doing. They had an experience unit this year, and they still got pushed around sometimes. Injuries, didn't have the right chemistry. Florida State's got to do better recruiting high school kids and JUCO kids first. Two, and this is also very, very important, if they do get guys from the portal, they got to be impact guys. Takes longer to develop a line. Right now, there's not much in the portal. I talked to a coach the other night that I ran into on the recruiting trail. I said, you're going to take him by the portal. He goes, looked at me dead in the face, and he goes, not that anybody that's in the portal right now. And he, he just had this look of dismay. And I'm like, oh, boy, that's not a good sign. And, but he also followed up and said, well, on Monday there might be somebody. And that's true. They do need to get better at offensive line. But who the hell is it going to be, number one? Number two, and more importantly, can they get him? This is why I kept bringing up quarterback Cameron Ward. If you get a guy like that, especially if you got him in like the next week and I'm just hyper, hypothetical, it's going to bring in other players. It's not, it's not that hard. However, if you're going to do something that is kind of risky and just taking some guys that are backups, this like Colorado did, not so much. I would roll with the guys I have and get like one portal guy. Just my opinion. So here, you know, it is what it is. College transfers are ready to go now. That is the difference. Plus, some high school players need a little time to develop more. 100%. 100%. I mean, it it's a different deal being away from from home, man. It just is. That development off the, the gridiron is about as important as anything. Uh, do I think they take a step back? They can. If they don't hit something in, at quarterback, they could be 8-4 and four real easy. I'm not believing in Rodemaker and Brock Glenn until I see it. I'm a glass half empty guy. So, Stephen, I'll just put it to you like this. Norvell's a hell of a play caller. He understands how to develop quarterbacks. Look where Norvell was with Jordan Travis and where he finished with him before his injury. It's night and day. It's proven. But that's not a quick process. They need somebody with experience. So, we'll see. If Keon Coleman stays, it would be a shock, and that changes your roster. I would imagine they'd be trying to get him to announce that right now because could you imagine a quarterback that wouldn't want to play with him? They're, I mean, that's self-explanatory. So let's, let's just be real. Veteran safety and a linebacker. I mean, if like safety is the bottom of the board for me, but you can move guys around like Conrad Hussey and some other guys could play it. But if it's somebody that's definitively good, that has like 100-plus career tackles, you're probably going to take them. It may not be a priority one, but if it's a plug-in, at any position, let me just say this, at any position, if it's a plug-and-play guy, what are we doing? Yeah, we're going to take him. We're going to take him. You know, that's kind of how it, at least I would look at it. We could get DJ, I mean, I, I guess, but do you want him? This is why I bring it up. I've seen him play about 30 times. Man, he's got a howitzer. Does DJ you have the accuracy, the accuracy to go along with it? 
I say no. He's hot and cold too much for me. That's just my opinion. He can run a little bit, but, you know, that's good for Florida State's offense, but I just don't think he's accurate enough. We'll see. All right. How about this one? You think they go after him. I do not. Caleb Williams is going to go to the NFL. I mean, he gone. Caleb Williams is going to be number pick, number one pick in the draft. Do I think they will? No. There's no way in hell they're going to boycott the Orange Bowl. Zero chance. That is not happening. They need to play in that bowl game, get it to 12 practices in, get all the things that go with it, and represent the brand and promote the brand. No chance. Yes, he is. Next, no on DJ. That's funny. Cam greater than DJ. I wouldn't have a problem with that, KH. Cam Ward or Dylan Gabriel is the comment from the chat. KH, I don't think that Florida State would do wrong with either one of those guys. Cam Ward in particular, I mean, his his upside is incredible. Um, let's see here. Yeah, no, a lot of people would know on DJ in the chat. If so accurate constantly, he would still be at Clemson. Amen to that. Well, actually, he'd be gone. Because with that arm, that means he'd have turned pro and went to the draft. And there we go. Uh, thanks for all the questions, by the way. I appreciate it. If you have questions about recruiting or whatever, I'll try to get in there and, and answer as many as I can, too. Why do you think Dylan Gabriel is better than Cam Ward? based on what data point or points as it may be. I'm curious to hear that. So check out Andrew Bodie through time. Off. I don't know who that is. Where did Andrew Bodie play? I have no idea. Rick, if you want to comment further on that, but I have no idea who that is. All right. Here's what I've got while, while the questions load back up on my position rankings. And again, quarterbacks, number one, that's self-explanatory. Number two, outside receiver. I'm going to assume that both the studs for Florida State go on to the NFL. If I'm wrong, so be it. It's a happy time. If it's not, so be it. We'll figure that out. Um, these are some great, great comments. <laughs> um, let's, let's be real here. Florida State needs another playmaker outside, and here's why. Not only the great catches and the ESPN highlight kind of real plays, but when you've got guys outside, they had two that were talked about a lot. Plus they had Jaheim, et cetera. It changes what the safeties do and how often they come down in the box. Florida State's O-line struggled at times against light boxes. What the heck would they have done if teams would have been just hammering them with bringing the safety down? Florida State's O-line is not winning the Joe Moore Award anytime soon. They need elite receivers out there. And the second part of that is, the playmaking ability after the catch. Florida State's yards after contact as a receiver corpse is tremendous. Like Ja'Kai Douglas is really, really good. Nobody talks about it. He had 115 yards against Pittsburgh, but they had so many other guys around. He finally got his chance in that. Johnny didn't play. Keon didn't play against Pitt, but that's a key to it. They have a lot of guys, but those little gadget guys like Ja'Kai, they're going to be even better when you've got a big-bodied 6'2", 215 guy, a 6'7", 235 guy, whatever. Keon, I think, 6'3 and a half, 6'4". It's just different, man. But anyway. Yes, Riley Leonard is definitely in the portal. I expect him at Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. 
We'll see. Uh, do you think Daryl Jackson will come back next year? Man, that's a great question. I don't know what his situation will be. He's three years removed from high school. Technically, he could turn pro, but he didn't play this year. That's really awkward. I have no idea. Somebody you would think would take a shot at him in the draft because he's 6'6", 300. That's an interesting question. Who you rather have, Wazoo receiver Julian? I don't know. I know Julian Fleming. I don't know much about Juice. Julian Fleming's got a lot of upside. He just he hadn't quite hit it for me. Riley Leonard is not coming to Florida State. That is a good point. Shownuff DJ says Jackson should be eligible for the bowl game. Yes, if he plays in the bowl game, that's going to help you. Think about how good Florida State's defense played against Louisville. They stymied the run game. The quarterback looked like he was ready to leave the stadium after the first quarter. He, you know, he had one drop on the deep ball he threw early. But after that, man, Florida State ate him up. They only had like, what was it, 180 yards of offense? It was garbage. Part of that's Florida State, part of it's Louisville, but I, I would strongly lean towards Florida State just kicking their butt. Louisville missed a couple plays, sure, but Florida State ate them alive up front. You add Jackson to that, they could give Georgia a lot of problems. All right. Uh, that's, I mean, KH brings up a good point. I'd love some comments about this. Florida State needs more variety along the offensive line, more athletic. To be honest, that's not incorrect. They need more of it, more competition. I, I was disappointed they couldn't get guys healthy at the same time this year, but that is part of it. I mean, if I knew the answer to that, Mr. Jordan Johnson, I, I would be a rich man. He asks, how many of our draft-eligible players can we retain? Lord only knows. You could only guess so much. I know stories of a player telling a coach, I'm coming back, or vice versa. An hour later, they flipped their decision. And their decision was a so-called final one. Until that's officially announced, and it's across the broadcast sporting, sports world, media, everybody's going out there and reporting something, I wait. I have no idea. I am not guessing. All right. I believe Daryl Jackson will be back. I, I would lean that way, but I wouldn't put it at 100%. All right, Jay says, Florida State isn't going to have a good portal season. I'm calling it now. I'm curious as to why. After what just happened today, nobody wants to deal with that. Yeah, that's completely not true. I highly doubt that. I don't I don't think that's reaction or anything. That's, that's just hilarious. O-line is a priority. I've got it number three, but let me be more specific on the O-line. Showing up, DJ says, O-line needs to be a priority, 100%. If you're good at offensive tackle, let's say they get one offensive tackle from the portal that works out, just hypothetically. If Norvell can put that guy at left tackle, right tackle, whichever, hopefully left, then that puts you in a better position with other guys. You can move somebody inside. If you get a left tackle, it changes your front wall. That is always the first thing you try to do. All right, now let's talk about the O-line in general. They have a bunch of guys that are seniors, fifth-year seniors. I don't know how many are going to come back and try to get that sixth year and all that. I haven't even remotely tried to figure that out. With that being stated, I do think two would be kind of a minimum because you want to keep pushing the depth. 
And then hopefully by the next portal season, a year from now, you can get down to one where you're just taking an elite guy and you're done because you're getting enough high school kids. You can you can plug them in. That's the objective. Or Mella, whoever it ends up being, they need some of the younger guys to step up and maybe they get a five-star in this next class, which, by the way, we'll talk about there's a five-star in Jacksonville that they lead for, but I'm going to leave that for now. It's class of 25. He could be a plug-and-play guy at offensive tackle. So Florida State needs some of that. Oh, this I might as well bring this up, and thank you to KJAC the Great. Walter Nolan, the class of 2022 defensive tackle, He's from the state of Tennessee. He signed with AM, played there the last couple of years. He is in the portal. AM is obviously imploding a little bit. They got a change, you know, change in the coach and all that. I do think the new head coach will do well. He was the DC there a few years ago. I think you have to make a run at him, but that's an NIL deal. I'd be very weary on going in on that in that situation, but he is a tremendous talent. Uh, I've seen him play live, I've seen him compete. That is a massive human being that can move. Watching him run the 40, like coming down, man, he is a freak. FSU will have a good portal class. I tend to agree. That is what Bendix Kernett says. I think they've kind of set the standard for it, to be honest with you, with what they did this year. What happened with the snub won't happen again in the future with the 12-team playoff. It's a moot point going forward. FSU will pull a great portal class. Thank you, Nicholas Branch. I think they will have a very good portal class. Recruiting for online has not been for O-line, I think it's what they meant, has not been good. I agree. It needs to be better. That is the without question number one point. And Walter Reed brought that up 100 percent All right. Let's let's talk about the oh, why is that? And the answer, and this is rare for me to say anything in recruiting, I have no idea. It's Florida State. How hard can it be? You're in the middle of a ton of great offensive linemen in the South, Alabama. Florida is just okay O-line-wise, but there's still a few. Why can't you get some of these other top linemen? I'm surprised. I don't know why. But even at the end of the Jimbo Fisher era, they weren't getting them. They have to get back to that. There's no question. Aeneas Peebles, I believe he's the guy at Duke. I have not. I just saw that he's going into the portal. I, I don't know. A little early. Today is technically the first day. But that would be an interesting player if that's the one I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure he's the guy that's the D-tackle. Big dude. Am I going up for the state games? I'm actually going to be in Alabama and Georgia covering those games over the next few. Um, I've seen the Florida teams play so many times that I want to see some kids that I haven't before and try to build some relationships, especially in Georgia, um, because FSU is recruiting so hard in the state of Georgia, and they should. Right now, it's number one per capita for sending players in the NFL. There ought to be some pretty darn good games, though. Alex Atkins needs to get his act together. I hope there isn't a rift between Norvell and Atkins. KH is the one that says that. I haven't heard anything about that. I'm sure somebody in the chat will let me know, but I have no clue what's going on there. Um, I can only keep up with so much. Just, just following the portal and recruiting I'm overwhelmed, let alone anything else, player-related or anything else, uh, coaches, alumni boosters, anything else, NIL packages, all that stuff. D-end is a priority. It's always a priority, brother. Kelson, you are correct. If you do not get defensive ends consistently, you are in trouble. Patrick Payton will be back, but do they find somebody that's at least – I mean, you're not going to replace Jared Verse. You need somebody good, though. 
right? Just to kind of, and they've got some good players, but they need another guy. Can they find one? Even if it's a good rotational guy, why not? You know, somebody that had like four or five sacks this past year somewhere, if you bring him in and maybe you supplement two guys, whatever the case may be, absolutely. You are correct. Any news on Jeremiah Smith? This is what I've heard. Um, and this is so fluid. Ohio State lost McCord today, and I don't know what's going on there. I assume they're bringing in a portal quarterback. I haven't spoken to Jeremiah recently, and honestly, I don't really plan on it. I doubt that he wants to talk to anybody all that much right now. But at the same time, I would imagine that he's going to like at least kind of go through the, the motions with the Florida schools again. Norvell was supposed to be at his practice today. Like right now, he's probably standing on the field at Shamanad Madonna. But at the same time, I, I don't know what, what the make of it with McCord's. Is, is there a coaching change going on at High State? There's some information I need to find out. And it, it, we're literally right in the middle of it. As for what I've heard, I've heard they were the number two school behind Ohio State. But he also has another visit coming up with Miami. He just did an in-home with Miami. He is very fluid. When he signs on December 20th, and, and I know Jeremiah's a good kid, we all know. There are a lot of moving parts behind the scenes, and he's being pulled in a lot of different directions. He's a great kid. I think he struggles to sell, to tell people no. Like, he's a really nice guy, super nice guy. But he's as good a receiver as I've seen since Moss come out of the high school ranks. All right, next up. I think it's a red flag that Atkins may be on his way out. Could be. I think this will push and get Mike thinking outside the box and reload heavy from the portal. It's possible um, if you're referring to the snub or what, whatever this may be. Um, Jersey City talks about that. I, I don't know. Jersey City, I tell you what, they got to feel really bad about not getting in, but there's nothing you can do about it. There isn't. I mean, you're, you, you just got to go on with what's next. That's the only option. So you hit the portal, you recruit as hard as you can, and you promote your program, you go beat Georgia. That's it. Next. Nicholas Branch says, will be interesting to see if Marvin Jones Jr. hits the portal. We'll see. Do you think Norvell needs to bring in an offensive coordinator so the offense could be more creative? If you don't think it's creative, I think you're missing the boat. Um, a lot of what they do creative is more with formations and running the same plays, which is an NFL kind of deal, along with Jordan Travis didn't run as much this year. He just they didn't want to get him hit. And he still got hit the one time that he, you know, on the hip drop in the game, he broke his leg. They weren't as creative to protect him and it still didn't work out. So, I mean, they could change the offense up depending like if they brought in Dante Moore, it would be totally different. He is not a runner, but I think that Norvell would adjust. He's a very good play caller. I would prefer, this is JR3781, I would prefer a top player from the portal than a high school recruit. The reason? The high school recruit can transfer. A transfer portal guy get transfer, yeah, without sitting out until he graduates. That's, to be honest, that's a really good point. What he's saying is, once you get one year, or excuse me, one time you transfer that it's immediate. The second time you got to sit out. There is a point to that. Um... Let's, let's talk a little bit about the other concerns that I have. I've, I've gotten through offensive line. Corner is the other concern, and it's always a concern. If you lose somebody to the portal, if somebody's hurt, if somebody is struggling academically and has to miss a few games, whatever it is, you miss at corner, you can get smoked by a mediocre team. You can never have enough. 
I will never have a preview portal show, no matter what year it is, that corner is not on the list. There's not enough of them. Teams need at least three in every recruiting class, and you're not going to get three good ones in very many, although this year's Florida State class is elite. It's the best DB class in the country. You're still not going to have enough, and you don't want to rely on freshmen. That's rough. So keep that in mind. Corner is definitely right there. D-line would be next for me. And I have a feeling that a lot of people feel the same because they're probably going to lose some guys. And I'm not just talking about Jared Verse. Somebody else is going to leave. Somebody's going to turn pro, blah, blah, blah. There will be something unexpected. It's the nature of college football. Mikey Mason or Mickey Mason says, if we want the top players, we need to support the battle's end. That is also a true statement. In case you didn't know, the battle's end is the NIL collective for Florida State Athletics. I think that's a pretty good point. Let me repeat that. The battle's end is the NI collective for FSU. At least that I, there's probably some other smaller ones or something. That's the big one. You should probably check that out. If you really want to support the Knowles, that's a great way to do it. So keep that in mind. All right. Let's talk a little bit about D-line for a second. This is something I'm just curious about. And I want comments in the chat. There were times this year where Florida State's D-line played like garbage and times it dominated like way up. Let me give you an example. There were plays, I believe it was Virginia Tech, where they just didn't have good run gap fits. And part of that's probably Virginia Tech scheming some things up. Good for them. But they didn't play consistently. Was that due to injury? Uh, a few lucky plays, a couple busts, missed assignments, mental errors, whatever it was. When I see that, it gives me pause. But then you fast track to what they just did against Louisville, who has two NFL running backs. And you're like, what in the world's the difference? Why did we dominate so much? Against Louisville, but against a, a mediocre Virginia Tech team, and I mean kind, they had moments where they just gave up big plays. What is the deal there? I believe Syracuse had a pretty good game against the Knowles too. Is that motivation? Whatever. Well, here's the cure-all regardless of what it is. More talent. And I get this straight from Bobby Bowden. This is what Bowden talked about all the freaking time as a coach. If I had more talent than you, I'm probably going to win. He didn't really mince words. You got a coach, but that's a big deal. So D-line, they need at least one portal guy pretty much every year, and obviously Verse is the most important guy to replace. Will Roger to UW. Hmm. Interesting. Are we talking about University of Wisconsin or UW as in University of Washington? I assume it's Washington because Wisconsin doesn't have the rep, but they do have a pretty interesting coach. KH says the way that they played, talk about the defense played against Louisville, is exactly what Florida State fans have been waiting on. 100%, man. Look, I thought they would play well. I did not think they were going to play like that. I mean, let's be, let's, let's be real. Did I think they were just going to come out there and smash Louisville? No, I didn't. They were just completely lights out. The play here, here's the, here's the important part of it, timing. Now the game was probably over, but you want to put the nail in the coffin, right? Fisk gets the sack at the end of the game. You got a three hundred pound dude who's finally getting a little healthier. He's been in a boot for much of this year, but he runs down to the quarterback and leaves no doubt. He played well in that game anyway, but leave no doubt. 
when you get D tackles, putting pressure on a guy that's not the most mobile kid in the world, he's okay athletically, but just decent, it ain't going to go well for you. Florida State beat the bejesus out of the Louisville offensive line, and the guy that ended up being first-team center all ACC, and he shouldn't have been, was a guy for Louisville. He did not have a good night against FSU. Love it. Fisk and everybody else that came into the lineup, they had their moments. And consistently, the run gap fits were good, and the pressure was pretty good. That's a big deal, man. It's huge. So I, I'm just, you know, I'm going to wrap this up here in a minute, but a couple other things. If anybody wants to ask any recruiting questions, fire away. I'm more than happy to take them. I'll, I'll put about another five minutes on here. But a couple of things since we're, we're just in the mix to talk about this. Can Florida State – be a 24 playoff team. I put that on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube and paying or paying attention. It's one of the bottom checks that I have. And the answer is yes, it would take all of the fall. You got to get a Cam Ward, Riley Leonard, somebody that you you need an elite guy. You're not dealing with the quarterback on the roster. That's my opinion. Two, O-line's got to be addressed with a tackle, more than likely a really good one, not just a guy like a dude. And three, looking at my list, I mean, it. I would like to get two of these, but it's not necessarily realistic again. Again, I think they're going to lose Johnny and Keon, not one or the other, both. You need somebody to step up on your roster. Maybe it's I, – I mean, Douglas can be a guy, but you need somebody outside, a big-body guy to step up. Akeem Williams might be the most important guy to develop between now and next fall. He's a dude. I've seen him play several times. When he's on, he's a dude. He'll be a sophomore. And they also need somebody on the D-line and a corner step in just to keep the competition rolling. I haven't talked much about linebacker yet. I don't know how many of the younger guys are ready, but they might have to take a couple guys. But there's one kid I want to talk about. It's in this class. It doesn't get any pub, and it pisses me off. Jaden Parrish out of Atlantic, down in the uh, Palm Beach area. He's due. He's due. The eyes do not lie. I went and watched him, and all the coaches on the side there, Florida State coaches, Miami, all these schools were watching. He put on a show. Run gap fits, playing in coverage, drop, hook zone, the whole nine. He ate people up. He's going to play a little bit next year. I don't know if he's ready for a college playbook because linebacker's hard as a freshman. He's freaking good. All right. Who else we got here? Zombino, C.J. Campbell, and Douglas in the portal. Eh, that sucks. But it is what it is. I mean, we talked about this a few minutes ago. We knew it was going to happen, right? You're going to lose some guys. C.J. Campbell pretty good, but he wasn't going to be the guy next year is his opinion. I'm assuming Tofili is going to be, and I'm going to guess Benson's going to go with pros. Tofili will come back. C.J. doesn't, you know, it is what it is, but thank you to Zambino for telling me that. Number one priority, elite dual threat quarterback, period. Tribal Chief Knowles Best. That's the person who said that. 100%. And I, if you were here at the beginning of the show, I went in depth on the quarterback position, one through 10, who I have in the portal, ranking stats, all kinds of stuff, style of play, where they're from, all that. Yes, quarterback is far and away the number one priority in the transfer portal for the Florida State Seminoles. Non-debatable. Nicholas Branch, Douglas hit the portal. Yes, he did. Word is ETN from Florida is entering the portal. Let me cut to the chase here. That's been done for a long time. He's going to Georgia. Let me repeat that. Done for a long time, going to Georgia. You can figure out why just by thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not a clean job to be in college football, but 
whatever the case may be. Um, a few more questions if you want. I'm happy to talk about it. I'm going to do probably do a little recruiting similar to this and kind of go over Florida's class, go over Florida State's class. Miami is kind of like the big three. I've been thinking about this. I need to set it up with a few of the other guys and, and just talk about all of the different players and stuff and get, get some more info. I was hoping to hear something today or tomorrow on how the Jeremiah Smith situation went. I have no idea if he's going to come back up to Florida State multiple times. Blah, blah, blah. He's in Florida. He can get to wherever. Just kind of have to wait and see. Uh, again, Norvell was down at his practice today, if I remember correctly. So as this pod's going on, he's standing there watching practice. That's just what coaches do. But I've heard Ohio State one, Florida State two, Miami's probably the next in line. And they're they're in the in the mix, but we'll see. All right, who else we got here? All right, love the intel. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I don't I don't claim to get a ton like I used to because I'm trying to do so many different things. I'm trying to get a lot of videos and stuff ready for signing day for some other shows on the Locked On Network. I I help out all the shows, so it's a lot of time. But there will be some interesting Florida State backstories and all that after signing day. Some of it might even be a little after Christmas. Uh, kind of depends on what I'm allowed to say and when, just so you know. Kelston, should we take Treshawn Warbeck? Hmm. That's probably a personal deal. I don't know. I don't know, Kelston. That's that's interesting. I'm not sure what the answer is to that. Tribal Chief Knowles Best. Is there another Trey Benson type in the portal? I'm going to miss him. Yeah, yeah uh, he's good. I haven't went into the portal stuff with the running back and went through it. I have concentrated 98% of my efforts on quarterback. ETN would be the best one. He's going to go to Georgia. I don't know if there's another guy to that level, but there'll be a few. Running back, to be honest, there's so many good running backs and the way Norvell schemes it up with the mobile quarterback. I'm not as worried about that. I'm really not. Um, while I'm thinking of it, uh, I'm enjoying this. Probably going to do this more often. Please like and subscribe and share this podcast. I'm going to post it on YouTube. And if you want to take this to go with you, uh, especially for those everydayers that listen to this all the time, I always put my headphones in and just listen to them when I go walk or go to the gym or whatever. But if you like it on YouTube, that's great too. Uh, make sure you subscribe and everything. And I truly do appreciate it. Um, I'll have to look in, Tribal Chief. I'll have to look into the running back thing tomorrow morning. I'll do a little more of a deep dive and just kind of look at things broadly. Tomorrow I'm, I'm going to be headed out in the evening. The rest of this week's a little iffy on how much I'm going to get to do on the podcast, but I'll get a couple in. I've got a hotel lined up. I'll be in Tuscaloosa for the Alabama State Finals, and I'm going over to Atlanta to see some of the Georgia next week. Between now and then, there will be a couple of names that Norville has a contact with or somebody on his staff does. Not worried about Florida State with running back. They'll be just fine. Again, it's that outside receiver. That's where the money is going to be. Riley Winard would be a good fit. No, he would be a tremendous fit, but he's going to be a tremendous fit in South Bend, Indiana. We need a center bad, at least a decent backup, 100%. K-Jack the Great, you're not wrong, 100%. Florida State absolutely does. 
I don't want a Florida transfer. Come on, dog. Well, look, ETN's an NFL player. I'd take him in a, in a heartbeat. Hint, Kirby Smart wants him. Do you think Georgia people like Florida? Do? No. But he's really freaking good. Treshawn would make sense coming back since he knows Norwell's There's truth in that. What wide receivers are entering the portal? I don't know. Everything. Somebody said Ja'Kai earlier. And again, this is so fluid. I don't know. I mean, Span, maybe he will. You don't know. Um, this is only day one. It's kind of hard to say. I heard we were looking at the center from Notre Dame. He's a pretty good player, um, but he got, at the end of the year, he got banged up, and he got actually beat out by a younger guy is what I was told. I don't know if that's true, but he was multiple multiple year starter. And he, hey, he's played in a lot of football games. Florida State would do pretty well to get Zeke Correll. Um, I'm trying to think. I only there was a kid, I forget which school he's at, but he was at some smaller school, like either 247 or on three, had as a tackle. Uh, again, not a P- P5 that was like the number one rated tackle. O-line, you don't know where guys are going to come from. It doesn't have to be Penn State or Alabama or Notre Dame or Texas. You can get them from all kinds of places. Now, Florida State getting versed from Albany, that's probably going to be rare. Defensive players more likely to be P5 because those are just athletes you want chasing the ball. O-lines, it's more developmental. It's hard to say. KH, the ultimate question is who's playing in the Orange Bowl? You ain't lying. Look, this is from talking to coaches, and this has nothing to do with Florida State. This is around college football. They won't know. There will be kids that go to practice even halfway through bowl prep, Florida State or otherwise. I guarantee you that out of the blue, decide, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to the portal. I'll screw this. I'm going to the draft. There's nothing you can do about it. That's why I think bowl games are just from a display perspective are more interesting, not necessarily better. They're not better, but they're more interesting because it's a mismatch of all kinds of parts put together. And this is for any team, not Florida State, any team. Florida State's got a lot of seniors that are on that cusp of being NFL guys. They could get gutted by the NFL. They could absolutely get gutted and just get hammered by Georgia. And there will be nothing Norvell could do about it. You can't lose an extra five to eight guys you didn't expect to lose. Can't happen, but you have no control over it. I have no idea which guys are going to come back, which guys are going to transfer, etc. It is the wild, wild west. Welcome to it. All right. Stephen Bland. Will Howard at Kansas State is a real deal threat. That is good. Absolutely. He's my number two quarterback. If you want to, if you didn't check it out earlier when I first got on the pod for this live stream, he's my number two guy. Really good football player, big dude, 240 pounds or so. Didn't have like tremendous stats, but I mean, for reference, he's playing at Kansas State. They're not exactly the Bolitnikoff Kings, okay? And that's the award for the top receiver. And you should know Bolitnikoff played at FSU before the Raiders. That is a really, really interesting quarterback because what would he do? Like if he would have been at Texas this year, or if he would have been at Georgia, if he would have been at Florida State or at LSU, what kind of numbers would Will Howard have put up? Pretty good. Ohio State, you think throwing to Marvin Harrison? Ohio State would have beat Michigan with Will Howard. 100%. 
they almost beat him with a guy that has hit the portal because he thought he was going to lose his job, I guess. Yeah, Will Howard does not suck. Florida State would do well. I think he would be a hell of a quarterback at Florida State. That's that's an interesting player to think about. I don't know. I have no idea which guys Norvell is targeting. Again, in case you haven't heard, Jeremiah Smith is the guy that they're targeting today, allegedly. He's supposedly talking about Norvell at his practice. I'm sure he's kind of focused on the number one player in the country. So, And that makes sense. Tribal Chief. What's your honest take on the playoff selection? Be honest, ESPN, Stephen A. and Paul Feinbaum was brutal on us. I would not have taken Florida State over Bama. That's my opinion because I'm a quarterback guy. But I understand the other side of it. And I was talking to Kenton, who runs the ACC podcast, and he was talking about the – and he's, he played D-line at NC State. He's a little biased to his defense. And I said, oh, yeah, Florida State's defense is real. I said, that was the best performance I've seen this year. I said, I don't have a problem with you putting them in, but I'm a quarterback guy. I get it. The other thing is I think they want eyeballs, and I think they're getting pushed to put four teams in that have quarterbacks that are ready to go now. The TV networks know numbers go up when quarterbacks are good. It's fact. It's money. That's my opinion. Now, my point is I, I think you need your quarterback if you're going to be in the playoff, but I think their point – you know, although they use that and there's a language about it in their contract, or like how they pick the teams, they, it is in there. Injuries matter. I think there's some push, just my opinion. So Florida State, it's kind of an awkward deal. And this is a really weird year in college football in general. Oh, I get it. That's what I'm saying. It's like Alabama found a way to beat Georgia. They're the last team to beat them the time before, too. The, any decision they made was going to be bad. That's the problem. Like they were going to get, if they would have left Alabama out and put Florida State in, they'd have got, they would have said, well, how do you not put the SEC champion? They, you know, one of the five conferences every year has to be left out. It's just math. It's just math. So it sucks. And, and I get all the side. I don't have any strong opinion on it, but that's just how I look at it. I believe. Angelo Smith says, I believe if they wanted an SEC team in the four UGA, UGA is better than Bama, but man, they just got beat. They just got beat. They they did not play that well. They, that's what happens, bro. Oh, Noble, Noble, Noble Tribal Chief here, buddy. Uh, you are 100%. He says, yeah, it's all about the mighty dollar. And let me clarify again in case somebody missed it and this came in. I said, it's one thing for them to use the language about Florida State not having Jordan Travis. And it's legit. Like, in my opinion, I don't think Florida State should have been in with him. But the other argument is, oh, 13 and 0. Plus, you're looking at a situation is it just quarterback or is it quarterback connected to the fact that the dollars aren't the same? Because when you have quarterbacks throwing the ball, the eyeballs go up, the TV ratings go up, the advertisers love you. That is important. Florida State would have had to win a defensive battle, and they could have. No doubt in my mind. But if they would have played Michigan, especially, he's not exactly throwing the ball a lot. Michigan's O against Florida State's D would have been awesome. Would have been freaking awesome. But anyway, we'll never see it. Let's see. I saw him play live. Uh, All right. Nixon says Bama's quarterback wouldn't stand a chance against FSU. I don't necessarily think he would have either. 
but that's why you play the games. I didn't think Bama had much of a chance against Georgia. I was wrong about that too. So it's hard to say. It's all about the money, Barbara. <laughs> Barbara, you are correct. Angelo Smith, it should have been Georgia for FSU three. The playoff is about ratings and money. I'm not arguing with that, brother. SEC bias, you're in, you're out. I'm not, look, I'm not arguing with that. Anybody doesn't think the SEC doesn't get some extras is kidding themselves. All right. Reality is we keep moving forward with relentless passion for a winner. What happens Sunday is old news, mad as hell, but yes, the Orange Bowl is the future challenge. Stephen Bland, you are 100% correct. That's one thing you can do, right? Is just go forward, bro. Just go forward. 30 days and 15 practices for Florida State. Angela, Angela Smith, you, hey, man, it's like an extra spring ball, right? You get to find out which kids want to be there that don't. They don't. You get rid of them. Portal doesn't close to the 2nd of January, just for reference. Opens today. January 2nd, it closes. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mr. Nixon. Um, on that note, I am going to close it up. Um, I'm going to do something. I don't know. I'm traveling some this week. I'm being in a hotel. Just pre-warning anybody that watches this. It's still in the chat. Hotels are not the friendliest place to be, but it is what it is. And I'm going to be checking it out, doing what I can to try to get some news between now and then. And I'll do another live stream between now and Friday in particular. We're just going to roll with recruiting, just like big box, open-ended, all kinds of stuff, going to do recruiting and go from there. But uh, I don't have any specifics beyond it. Jeremiah Smith will be a focal point. Hopefully I have some quarterback news. I don't know. I need to talk to Luke Promahawk again and get his take on the situation. I don't know if he's enrolling to go through the bull I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but I'll, I'll talk to him if I can. And some other guys, um, Davis, the running back that's coming in. He's a dude, by the way. They have such a good class. It's a lot of fun. So we're going to talk some recruiting. A couple more here that we have. Can't wait to see who all they will who will play in the bowl. Yeah, I agree. Angelo, that it's hard to say, man. It really is because bowl game, who knows? Thank you very much, KH. Awesome show as always. Uh, yeah, I, I got a roll, man. I got I got other things I got to go. But uh, thank you to everybody. Um, have a great rest of your day. Um, I will be back again tomorrow. We're going to talk about some other things, but I'm going to try, I don't know when, to give a little bit of a preview of Georgia, what I know. But to be honest, most people kind of know about Georgia. I'm not going to focus much on that game between now and the 20th, which is National Signing Day. It'll be more news about the roster, who's coming, who's going, some recruiting, uh, maybe a profile. Like if they get a quarterback to commit, obviously I would go all in on that show with regards to it. It's a blast. But today was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Everybody be good.